And welcome back to another episode of Geology on the Rocks. I am your host, James the Geologist, and with me I have... Brian Duggan. Woo! What's up, Brian? So, another week. We're doing it again. So, we've managed to... Well, I guess this is tip. technically episode four, even though it's really our third recording. Yeah, yeah. So... We've passed the test. Maybe that's... <laughs> Maybe that's it. Yeah. We're still around. People are listening. That's... I, I, I'm surprised people care this much about rock. Yeah, but it, but geology, it does rock. So, but so today's episode, we are, uh, we are going to talk about the wonderful world of minerals. I know we kind of briefly touched on it on the uh, inaugural episode. Oh, so I'm also going to be doing a couple things at once. We're going to try the, uh, the the sound pads this time. So. Bear with us on that one. So, uh, yeah, so uh, we're going to talk about minerals. I think we named it Do Not Mind If I Do, even though, isn't that uh, that's a... <laughs> that's a rock. It's, it's a, a rock. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I thought about that Which, afterwards, and I was know, like, damn it, but it is. So, I mean, it's a rock, but it's made up of almost all olivine, which is a mineral. Yeah, so, yeah, right. I so, do not mind if you do. I do not. Well, I do not mind if I do either. Hold on. What, what was it? The... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, we're gonna have fun go. with this <laughs> all right yeah. so um so i guess a little bit rundown just so we stay on topic uh we're gonna talk a little bit about minerals themselves well it, the whole episode is gonna be about minerals right but we're gonna talk about what actually defines a mineral because i feel like that's a good start or a good place to start is what what makes up a mineral if we're gonna talk about it right so then i guess mm-hmm. we're gonna talk a little bit about the elements and the bonding and uh, i guess you did some research on some miller indices so we'll get a little mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, we were talking to before the show, and I was like, "No, that's with the oil." And you're like, "No, it's where you're at." And I was like, "Oh yeah, it's that thing." Ooh, yeah. it's been a while. It's um, been a while. So then we can talk about a little bit of the properties that we can uh, use minerals. Why do we uh, even have tested minerals? Why do we care about minerals? Right. Then we'll talk about a little bit about the 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 different types of sil- um, minerals. Ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be stumbling over my words today, Brian. Yeah, yeah I'm there with you. Yeah. So this is my second uh, old fashioned. Uh, cheers. We are we are geology on the rock, so I have made. Uh, I think this is my second old fashioned. Um, and, you said, and you said it was blueberry, blueberry. old fashioned. Yeah. yeah so I go. I don't have bitters, so I'm uh I'm using bitter fruits to substitute. You're so dreamy, Brian. <laughs> I try. Oh, there. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> We're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Perfect. I'm gonna get better at it. So then, okay, so then we'll talk about the minerals. So the the two, so it's the silicate minerals, right? Why they're so abundant. And then we'll uh, go into the uh, non-silicate minerals, which are basically, I think those are the cool ones, like the sulfides and the, mm-hmm. the salts. Yeah. And then I had to take a sip of the, the visky. So, and then uh, we'll talk about, uh, I guess, minerals as resources. So, right, so then... Uh, then we'll go into some questions that we got. Uh, I think there were two questions, so good job out there, guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, great we got... job. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna need we need you guys to step it up. I'm yeah. just gonna say that right now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So step it up, or you're just going to get a whole bunch more uh, of this. <laughs> That's that. That was our audience this this week. Was the the crickets? Yeah, they're they're awfully quiet. And and then I was like, like uh, so I told my students they were like. I they'd it'd be extra credit. Why not do it? And then I think I've had I had one student do it. So I was like, what? Well, we even had like I mean, I, mean, I know this is a new thing. Like 200 viewers or listeners is not incredible, but we had two questions yeah. out of 200 people. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. 
And then, especially after how good of an episode last week. So again, I would like to thank uh, Dale, if you're happening to be listening to this outside of the context of last week's episode, uh, we thank you very much. We hope to yeah. we hope to do you <laughs> proud moving forward. So we want to yeah, be good at we, words like you. We want to be Dale. Yeah. <laughs> and then I guess uh, did we we didn't even just uh, talk about what we're going to talk about on that freaking rocks. That freaking rocks. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, I love that. Well, what do we want? What do we want to talk about? I mean, uh, I like your like on the speed sheet, like the what what the upcoming plans are. So. I definitely have stuff to add on that note. Yeah, no, I just, and I was like, you never got that. I was like, well, let's do one of these. I'm sorry. I had to move back to the port. Oh, okay. I like so, it. Yeah. I like it. Well, congratulations yeah, yeah. on the move. How was the move? Painless. You just pay people nowadays. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so I, I feel like we keep coming back to these common things. Austin, if you're listening, next time you move, hire somebody and then we'll yeah. just drink beer around them. So. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> well, good. Good. Okay, so well, I guess uh, I guess we should start it off. Do you want to start it off? You want me to start it off? You want to start? Um, it off? I mean, yeah, we can define a mineral. So minerals, like you'll you'll hear that, like a lot of people, like oh, there's minerals in the water, and they're they call out like calcium or sodium, potassium. That is not a mineral. A mineral is an abundance of molecules arranged right in a certain pattern a structure they're naturally occurring they are a solid so that that's a, a mouthful and it really said it sounded like i said nothing but <laughs> well, but, but it's it's weird it's, it's an ordered thing that that happens just due to environmental factors mm-hmm. almost and james i don't you step in and shut me up at any time oh but, no so yeah no i think you hit on all of them and and the 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 main thing too is that it needs to be naturally occurring right uh, right so it can't be man-made. I know there's a lot of uh, it's like when you go to the the jewelry store and then you see like these (laughs) these fancy gemstones and they're like there's two minerals right there or I guess so gemstones are mineral they're just the 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 gem quality that they'll sell for a lot more money but you'll see one that's like one carat that's four hundred dollars and then you'll see one that's like half a carat for five thousand dollars and you're like what the What's the what makes the difference, right? So I'm sure you well, can figure it out. Like one is naturally occurring, and it's going to be a lot rarer than just making it in the lab. So that lab uh, made gemstone, right? Would be uh, yeah. You're you're hitting on a really interesting thing. So that like what, people get diamond, like that's mainly like your your gemstone you'd want in a a wedding ring or whatever, right? But the other like man-made form that is really popular is a silicon carbide mineral called moissanite and so they make that in the lab it has a hardness roughly about the same as diamond but that's actually found on meteorites and really it, so so it is not it, it it can occur naturally we just don't really see it on earth and so that I thought it was really interesting because I I had looked into moissanite quite a bit uh, in previous years and it's like oh well you know like at least I'm not contributing to the blood diamond like, <laughs> industry kind of thing but like you know it it is lab grown here but it does naturally occur so moissanite could be a mineral it just since it's what we see here but right like it when it's made by man like not it's not naturally occurring so maybe it's not a mineral. I don't right. know. So I, I just have a question for you, Brian. So since we're on minerals, so if there is moistenite, would that guarantee that someone will be coming tonight? Uh, <laughs> oh, I played it way too low. Certainly. Certainly. Of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, okay. 
Yeah. So, um, <laughs> no, so like you brought up, I, I like how you brought up that, uh, with the blood diamonds too, right? <laughs> so there's I, the distribution too of minerals is kind of an important thing. Hold too. on. I just, I just got your moistenite reference. I was like, why is he using that? Oh, 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 oh. oh well, the, okay. the way you're saying it, it sounds <laughs> I get like you're, it, saying, I get it. you're saying moist. Moist tonight. tonight. <laughs> moist tonight. <laughs> oh, God. Right. <laughs> <laughs> too much fun. Too much fun. Okay. Yeah, yeah no. So uh, what I was saying is like, I, you bring up this good point and like why we should care about minerals is that they're, that, right, so when we were talking about gemstones and their quality, right, and people are going to pay money for that, it's that, that importance of it, right? So it has a value because humans place that value on it. And then Absolutely. we know that people, right, they're going to exploit that. So when you said the the blood diamond and the apartheid, right, in, was that South Africa? Yeah. Yeah, because you have all those uh, Kimberlite, well, the, the formation exactly. of, uh, of diamonds are, are amazing anyway, but people are going to exploit that. So you have these militias that will come in and run these mines and uh, it, it just all around globally is a bad thing. Cause I know, um, uh, blah, 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 where was I going with that? I don't know. Well, you're, you're touching on a good subject of man has come in taking something naturally occurring and put a price on it. And it's made the rest of uh, the global society pay that price. And yes. I, we are scientists and rock nerds, so we're not even going to touch on economics. I don't have any desire to do that. But <laughs> but it's interesting, like one of the things I was looking through and I had, I had remembered is this has been going on forever. Like there's a Chinese empress that was obsessed with rubellite tourmaline, the really red variety of tourmaline. Okay. And she... She had the country mine as much of that as she could and it put it into her palaces and her jewels and everything. And it drove the price up so much. And, and tourmaline is definitely a beautiful mineral, but it, it just shows like the influence of power of, of human social interactions, what it can do to, to drive the demand and price of a, of a mineral. Yeah, absolutely. So, I get where you're going. No, yeah. so yeah, so the idea that geology is just uh, for a, uh, I always call it a reduction because everyone's just like, oh, so you look at rocks. I'm like, well, it's a little bit more than that because if we know where these minerals are being mined from or just where to look for them, right? So it creates this geopolitical type of environment, right? So you can have, you've had the rise and fall of empires simply based on the distribution of minerals. So this is kind of why it's important and it's not just a, uh, uh, a, a catch-all, right? So just uh, rocks, it's a reduction. It's kind of, uh, it, it, go, it, go, it goes all around. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, so then, uh, so that is a mineral. So also what's interesting too, so I always like to use as an example is for the naturally occurring, generally inorganic solid substance that has an orderly crystalline structure with a definite chemical composition, right? So those are going to be the five things that make up a mineral. And we can think of the molecule H2O. Mm. So water in its vapor form is water vapor. It's in the atmosphere. And then you know, it will condense and then it becomes in its liquid form water. But whenever it freezes, right? So you have the, the orderly crystalline structure start to grow on the snowflakes in the snow and in the ice. And then ice by the definition of a mineral is a mineral. So I always find that interesting too. So like <laughs> when it snows, you're you get minerals everywhere, all over you and everywhere. So it's really yeah, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. It, it is, it, and like it's it's interesting that I mean it it, it kind of alludes to one of the main points of crystallization, and 
And um, so we might use, for those that are listening, like we might use crystal and mineral as a, like we might swap those terms. So, but temperature, like in this case, really affect the crystallization of the mineral of water, which is in an ice water, right? And you can have other ices, but we're, we're not on other planets, so we don't really need to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but we have like, in general, a crystalline structure. You have what? Seven? Is it seven crystal systems? Six? Uh, Technically, it's six, but you have you have a subset seven. I think is what it is. Okay, I'm gonna take your word for it. <laughs> I'll just name them off real quick. Yeah, name them off. Name them. Don't don't just yeah. Name them off for us. Okay, so it's isometric, which is cubic. Same thing. Tetragonal. Tetragonal, which is two equal axes, and then the other one, the third is elongated. Okay. They're all at right angles. Yeah, so, they're so at, at ninety That's, degrees. Like, I know we. I know we had that battle of minerals, like the azurite versus zircon. Yeah. But yeah, so zircon is a good example of a tetragonal mineral. Okay. Uh, hexagonal, six-sided, right? Hex, uh, orthorhombic, they are unequal axes, so different links all at right angles. Monoclinic is three unequal links, and it's two at right angles. And then third, I'm trying to, I don't know what the third one is. <laughs> it's like, it, it's, I think it's oblique to the right okay. of the other. Triclinic is three unequal axes meeting at oblique angles. The seventh is a subset of hexagonal. And that's why you like a lot of people without using a hardness test sometimes could be confused with the minerals quartz and calcite if it's not well-defined. And the, the reason for that is quartz is a hexagonal mineral. Mm-hmm. It's just because silicon and oxygen will fit in and it'll embrace that's crystal lattice. Calcite is also hexagonal, but it's trigonal, and that allows it to shift and allow these rhombic formations to happen. So I know we're really diving in deep to minerals, mineralogy as far as the crystal lattice, but it's really important because I used to think, oh, all minerals are so different. They're really not. It's the way a cation and an anion fit together and compact together in a crystal shape. So then, uh, not to confuse, so a cation and an ion is going to be the oh, yeah, the, the negative <laughs> and positive charges. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Exactly. So you'll have some things attracting another, and they'll they'll fit together in little, like, I don't even know how to explain it. Magic. Magic. <laughs> that's what, that's, you know, when we do, we can't explain something correctly, that's what we <laughs> We'll just do magic. Yeah. I mean, you just, you it's a it's little building blocks. They, oh, God, I yeah, just no, defined an atom. No, I, I know, but I, but I feel like it's amazing, right? It's like crystallization is going to be that, that spontaneous arrangement of those particles, right? In that, in that, right? in that orderly, repetitive, over and over. And then based on just the shapes of the different uh, cations or anions, right? So you have like your, your positively charged or the, the, you know, the elements that are likely to lose an electron versus a gaining electron. I guess that's more of the uh, ionic bonding, right? So it, it all has to do with that chemistry. But there's oh, yeah. there's different shapes of these molecules, and with their with their uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Their not is it the orbital shell? No, like their outermost uh, valence. Yeah, you're valence right. Shell. It, right? How how? Yeah, it, the valent valent electrons yeah, that and, travel and the, around the outside. And that's gonna depend on how big it is, right? So the the further you get down, the more you know, protons, neutrons, and electrons. So they're going to be bigger and smaller. And the way that they arrange themselves are going to give you these different shapes and those, and the crystal. So like this is, uh, so they're minerals, <laughs> but they're, whenever they grow out, they grow into, they grow crystals, right? But the crystals, right. 
that a lot of people they're like oh so the the healing crystal um is good for uh, blah 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 the vibrations and i'm like fuck you because like they'll, they'll talk of quartz as a crystal but i i feel like they mean crystal like the whole mineral quartz they, is they're looking at the whole like because really like if you look at like a large quartz crystal yeah you could really define that as two million quartz crystals yeah um so in the same sense, like I actually was talking about this to someone earlier, like you quartz in itself is, is a crystal, but it, it has so many different faces on it. So it's building out from a, a center. We'll, we'll attribute this to if we were just talking about an atom. So you have a nucleus. So there's, there's a nuclear center for this crystal and it'll grow out in the same fashion. It's established. This is, we'll just talk about quartz, SiO2, so silicon dioxide. It'll grow out and it's going to latch on to the same thing. Like there, like you said, it's, it's spontaneous, but it's in nature somehow calculated. It, it'll keep putting out these things at a certain temperature. And that's what we're looking for is temperature is a big thing in when things crystallize. So yeah, I, oh, mineralogy was, that was a, an eye-opening class. <laughs> so I, but I'll tell you like, way. and then like expletive, like it was, it was legit. Like one of the biggest mind fucks I've ever had. Like, cause you know, I, after you go through the, the, um, the, the physical geology, and then you go through earth history and you, you come out of that. And I, I think I made like well over a hundred in each one of those classes. And I was like, man, oh, yeah. I'm going to be a geologist. This is easy AF. And then you, and, fun. And, and fun. And then you get into mineralogy. Like I thought like it was legit. Just like, we're going to go out into like the field and be able to like know all of the minerals. <laughs> No, 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 it's optical mineralogy, and you had to look at them under a microscope. <laughs> oh, yeah, and God. identify everything. But, like, not even that, like, and I know we're sidestepping a bit, but this is one of the fun, like, I, I have fun points on my, like, little sheet that I've written. Yeah. And, and it was, we walk in after thinking, like, you know, we know quite a bit. We feel good about this. We walk in, and we had a professor that I ended up working for later, Dr. Basu, and he's up there with, you know, we're, we're not that old. Uh, like we expect, you know, PowerPoint, like at a minimum <laughs> with like, like your own, <laughs> with your own um, research done, like as, as an academic. And he gets up there with the like 1950s projector. <laughs> with the, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> and like starts drawing these diagrams. <laughs> and I was like, did I, did I miss a class? <laughs> I, was, I was terrified. I was like, Oh my god! I I gotta join the oil field. I don't know. Like, no, but this, you, like I, I'm not gonna make. It. You should you should back up like a little bit too because before he could even get that working, like he would just come in oh, with like four or five right. sheets of paper, and then it would be like a whole bunch of. <laughs> does this anybody? How does this work? Oh <laughs> and yeah. And then he couldn't yeah, get the. He did have to ask for help a lot. <laughs> yeah. When we did get started, we was like, "Oh my god, what is going on?" And he just. <laughs> <laughs> and I just and so impressive. He would just come with like four sheets of paper and he's like, This is what we're gonna go over and then you just start drawing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh But yeah, so like so we you think I I'm not sure where we left with the like main point, but you, you think of the mineral and you're like, Oh, it just formed like that. But it it really has to do with when a temperature is reached to where these atoms, so it's silicon and two oxygen atoms, can meet together. And at that temperature, they it's almost like, uh, I'm going to put this in simple terms, like they agree to come together with whether it's probably a covalent bond. 
and attach. And so then you just build off that. It's like you have the framework built. And so more and more and more of that drops out at that temperature. The birds um, of a feather flock together. Exactly. Like consanguineous, I think, is the word we learned in mineralogy of the same blood. Yeah. And so they'll all they'll start crystallizing at that temp. And so that's, that's where you have quartz will grow in those beautiful crystals because it's it's not just one crystal of quartz. It's a quartz crystal that grew and grew and had outer faces keep going out so I, further yeah. and further. So what I like to as a, so if you want to kind of visualize this yourself, so imagine how rock candy is being formed, right? So it when we say temperature, it's so whenever the particles are are heated, right? So that just means like they're 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 super excited. So they're they're just going too fast that they can't really latch on to each other, right? So you can think of this whenever you boil water to make rock candy, you pour you, you boil the water because it increases the capacity to uh you can put more sugar into it, you can oversaturate that solution. All right. So then what you do is then you stick that string inside the the boiling water and you let it cool. And you have like, I think you put a little bit, you dip the string in sugar already. It's a seed. It's the nucleation of it, right? So it, it it's, that, right. it's what it's growing on. And then, so then that sugar in that, on that string keeps growing out as you, that water's cooling. It's able to take all of the 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 sugar that's in that water and it, and it grows it out, right? So that's how, um, kind of how it's happening in a, in a more uh, easy way to think about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then like temperature, that is that's a that's a that plays a role in how the actual, I guess, the word I'm looking for the 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 crystal will actually look too, right? Because if you allow it to cool uh, for a long, 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 long time, you'll get these larger crystals. But right, so but if you have that same uh, the chemical makeup in the in the in the magma and it's ejected or it's you know it's uh, and the, the, it turns into lava, right? Whenever it is through a yeah. volcano, right? So it's going to cause the actual actual grain sizes of those minerals to be relatively small. Yes, exactly. So that's that's, that's, that's how cool. you have like the same chemical composition of a rock. Definitely, rocks and minerals are different things. Rocks are made of minerals. Every single rock on Earth is made up of minerals. Yeah, so it's the so, aggregate um, of minerals, right? So you eat, you could have the same composition of a rock, and I'll use two basalt and gabbro, and so you'll have basalt, which will be mainly plagioclase and a pyroxene, usually a clinopyroxene like augite. Oh, same thing would happen. Oh, uh, same thing would happen in a gabbro, but it cooled a lot, a lot cooler because it's an intrusive rock, meaning it crystallized below the surface of the earth. Basalt is a lava flow. Obviously, you see that on Hawaii. It's out there exposed to atmosphere. It cools really quickly. Crystals then, because they cool so quickly, don't have as, as much time to grow. So they're very small. Oftentimes, can't be seen by the naked eye. Yeah. A gabbro, I'm looking at one right now in my uh, mineral cabinet, elongated pyroxene crystals, plagioclase. I can even see some of the other structures we may talk about later, like twinning. I can see that in the in the uh, albite i'm guessing this is more of like a more on the calcic thing of solid solution i hope we can talk about that later yeah no, uh, no, but absolutely. yeah yeah so um, i can see like that kind of banding in there and so it's important to know that temperature drives what the crystal is going to look like or mineral will look like yeah so yeah. it's going to so. be it's going to be that right so then uh 
also if it runs out of space, I guess the where where it's at. So if it's at the later stages, right? So it's just going to eventually like run out of space to grow. It, I mean, like yeah, we're talking about the individual minerals in rocks. And then the other thing is, is that it like what's interesting about all of this too. So I know you brought up uh, your basalts, right? So we can think of that like in the the there's this thing called the Bowen's reaction series. Right. So, yeah. So that's it. It, it, it beautifully illustrates uh, what minerals can form at what temperatures in this uh, in in the evolution. So it, it, it talks about I mean, it, it highlights the evolution of a magma through, as you go yeah. through time. Right. Uh, when we think of the, the 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 mantle. So if you think of the we could just say crust mantle. Uh, I will talk about it in its chemical sense, right? Not the, yeah, the physical sense. Sure. So, but like the mantle, it's hot. It has heat and the pressure. You're not going to be getting all of these silicate minerals because it's just way too hot to come out. That's why you see the olivines come out at that point, right? Well, you'll, you'll notice it's not so much that it's not as many silicate minerals. It's you'll have the more dense, so like the iron and magnesium silicates. Yeah, so it's not just going to be these isolated SiO2s. Right, you you're not really gonna see that that down there, especially because the mantle is really deep <laughs> in <laughs> in the sense of where we sit and where it's at. I have many mantle rocks sitting here, and I, I, honestly, like I have I have really beautiful crystal forms of other minerals, but my mantle rocks that people would be like, "Why do you have this in a display case?" <laughs> it came from like. 400 kilometers below the Earth's surface. Why would I not display that thing? Well, then why, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, okay. Well, that's, that's I mean, cool, diamonds man. are cool. Whatever. So what's really cool, so we can bring the, the mantle rock. Uh, what? So it's peridotite, right? So you have the different variations like dunite and what's the uh, harvestite? Uh, dunite, harvestite, and wedstrite. Um, yeah. But you also have like another peridotite, a lurzolite, which really hones in on the mineralogy. So you have mainly olivine, but your aluminal phase of that. So you, you have aluminum in the melt, right? Yeah. And so at a certain depth, I think I'm going to butcher this big time. Please uh. do your sound effects as needed. So you, like, you'll have plagioclase to a certain depth. And as you increase with depth, that'll turn into spinel, which is another mineral. It has, it's an aluminum mineral that has different, a different crystal structure. Then even deeper, maybe the lower mantle stuff, contact with the upper mantle you'll have garnet and i have some garnet peridotite sitting up here just saying oh um, yeah didn't we have that debate because i was like well like isn't i think <laughs> yeah, like because you can go in a different direction when we talk about minerals as index minerals for in uh metamorphic phases as well right and then yeah. garnet is one of those good ones from the bowen's reaction series we'll try to tie this all together i promise with that so you go down, but what I wanted to bring uh, with the with the peridotite and just the gem quality. So that's where the the gemstone or your birthstone, if you will, uh, peridot comes from. So it's it's olivine. Yep. Where, that's August, right? Birthstone, August. And you you I I have no idea. I just know that it's that it's peridot is the it comes from peridotite, and it's because and like it's just not really uh, one of those uh, real stable minerals at the at you know at the the pressures at the surface. I feel like that's one of the more rare ones and it's probably cooler because it comes from mantle rock. Yeah. And it's also, so as we get in Bowens, right? Yeah. So at the beginning of the Bowen reaction series, which is maybe this isn't like, I didn't know this when we first learned this, but it is mainly for soleitic basalt magnets uh, oh, really? where they originate. 
And so that soleitic basalt magma really just means you have a greater SiO2 constituent to it. So some of your basalt magmas would be ultra potassic or ultra mafic magmas and that kind of thing. But like the soleites, they're going to have more silica in them. Yeah, Bowen, really important at the beginning, you have olivine. That's the first mineral that will crystallize. I think it's at like 1,370. Yeah. Or is it 1,200? Yeah. No, I think that's when you start could, getting the, uh, or I guess the 1,200 is more right around when we get the the, the, the pyroxenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that should be right. You'll. Oh, no, I see. Uh, yeah, 1,400 roughly. Yeah, exactly. So you'll like about 1,370, I think, is where olivine is. God, please don't, don't mess this up, Brian. SE or MG, so iron or magnesium, to... SiO4. It is basically a tetrahedron. You have the iron magnesium attached to the oxygen, and that's your mineral. It's not very stable. You'll have like Hawaii sands are very irresistant to weathering. So they're they're going to weather really quickly. As you progress down Bowen's reaction series, which we're hopefully going to talk about, you're going to see an increase in resistance to weathering. And that's completely due to how the chemical structure is set up, the crystal structure in the mineral. All of these super simple. It's a tetrahedron. Easy to bond other things, the weathering events to temperature or whatever that's going to push other minerals to want to bond to all of serpentinite is a good example. Olivine chemically will weather to serpentine, serpentine. And that's... Now, is that, is that from the chemically active fluids, like the hot water? No, well, yeah, so you'll see that, like, definitely, at, that's why you see that on the coast of California. Okay, you'll yeah. have a lot of serpentinite all through there, and that is that ocean basalt coming in, subducting, heat starts to uh, be produced, and you'll have the serpentinite, and you'll probably be thrown up along that wedge. So, but yeah, olivine doesn't, and even my prototypes that I have, they don't, they're not like, like, especially the lurzolites, like the olivine breaks apart like the bonds in this in this rock are not very strong yeah so so right after that as you decrease in temperature so okay well we have a magma right so james you're olivine i gotta i gotta drop you out because well, temperatures I'm gonna, I'm wanted a, you to crystallize <laughs> yeah well i'm gonna go ahead and say i'm phalite okay I'm you, the, you I'm are the, the iron yeah I'm the, iron. I'm the fe2 sio4 yeah Minerals are named in like very crude ways. Oh, well, we have two different types of olivine in a solid solution series. Okay, we got that Solid solution okay. means, like, we'll use this easy example. Olivine has a solid solution series between uh, phthalite and forsterite. Thank you. Magnesium and yes. member. So you have magnesium and member 100% at forsterite, and then 100% iron as the cation phase at phthalite. And so you can have this like, you know, 80% phthalite, 20% forsterite, olivine crystal. Yeah, so they're going to be coming out at like, uh, again, so that, that, that temperature too plays a, a lot to do with it too because the, I, if the, you wanted to go the, uh, the, the magnesium dropping out its homies, the, the MG2SIO4, <laughs> yeah. right? It's going to, they're all going to be like, hey, well, let's hang out, right? But like, yeah. so it's important to keep in mind that they're in, in the melt, there's going to be a finite number of atoms, right? Or elements, if you will. There's a finite, right. there's a finite amount, even though they're on the mag, you know, there's trillions and trillions, billions of these. 
magnesiums and silicas and oxygens. But so once you start pulling those out, it's going to become undersaturated, if you will. In depleted is like a really good word to use. Yeah, that. yeah. So you're going to deplete all these magnesiums out, right? So then as you go down, it's still cooling. We're still in this idea of creating these olivines. So then uh, it's making both they're both olivines but it's just what is it made up of is it, is it taking is it the magnesium that's filling that that uh you know what's creating the 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 arrangement of it right is it is it the magnesium or the iron and as you go down and, and you deplete the magnesiums you start getting more into this phthalite right and and then it impacts what we see on a human scale and like even on an aesthetic like when I think of olivine or, or peridot, like what people want as peridot for their gemstone, like you have, right, like your daughter, your wife or whoever, your grandma has an August birthday. And it's like, oh, well, crap, what do I get her? Oh, well, her birthstone's peridot. I rush to the jewelry store. I would say like 90% of the time that is going to be forced right because they're going to mine the most green they can yeah. out of that. And magnesium is going to contribute to that really bright green olive. The Bayleite series, like or end member of the Solid Solution series, I mean a lot darker, a lot duller. Sometimes I've seen it in some of the basalts I've looked at, almost black. Yeah. So you don't, you're not going to spend the high end dollar on that. So these, the what, taking it back to human social interactions, we tend to go for the sparkly stuff. Bright green olivine is usually forced right. Right on. So then, uh, I, I was, I kind of got <laughs> lost in all that. <laughs> it's Sorry. Just, it's, no, 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 no. Cause like, it, it, it's, it's like the colors of them too. So like, and when we got into, uh, petrology right so then it was like oh man i all these trying to differentiate between like the pyroxenes like, oh well this is oh, blah, blah, blah. i was like yeah. i don't know <laughs> and then mix and then yeah, i know and then you could look at it over on the uh, other side of the bowens reaction series like the the continuous is the feldspars right so then it's like yeah uh, and bleh. because that's also the in a sense like you have a solid solution series there as well mm -hmm. and so like in your like more mafic which i know we've talked about that in previous episodes real quick mafic mafic meaning dark so your your magnesium and iron rich yeah so ferrous right uh, so the magnesium the, is that ma and then ooh. the the ferrous is the fe yeah. mafic your dark yeah, minerals exactly yeah exactly that will usually house only calcium rich and plagio calcium rich plagioclase exactly plagioclase which is a feldspar i wish i could show these things on a podcast but we can't we can't we'll put it's pictures like, we'll put pictures so if people okay see. very so, good like we'll just yeah, maybe do the, bowens is our picture yeah no we could do that but then we could do this in members for the the first yeah, right phalide and then the the pyroxenes but so so it's enough while we're on solid solution series it'd probably be a good idea to talk about some minerals that I know people will be familiar with. And uh, one of those is labradorite. I like so that labradorite one. is freaking beautiful. I'm, I'm looking at one of mine right now and I'm just like, I might eat you. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's probably the whiskey. No, it, it's probably the most beautiful mineral. I, I, I will venture to say that. That's because of the way light interacts with it. But it sits in a solid solution series of what the mineral plagioclase so it's really plagioclase is the mineral but it has a sodium end member and a calcium end member mostly the calcium end member is going to be in your more mafic magmas yes so you're when you're looking at like a peridotite probably going to see higher 
calcium rich feldspars plagioclase. That that is not always true. I want to put that out there. Like I don't want people to think that oh Brian said this this must be true. No, <laughs> it is not. Um, you do have to have enough calcium in the magma to create that. If you do not, then you're going to have a more sodium rich magma that will then house plagioclase in the form of albite. There are a lot of different. I'm trying to think of this correctly. How many like actual minerals are in that solid solution series? You have bitonite. You have labradorite. Uh, yeah. So from albite. going. So if you look from if you're if you hold up your left hand and you say, "Hey, that's the sodium uh, uh, atom," right? So sodium. Wow, and you have you, a, I, you have a system for this. No, no. I'm just saying, just so you know, <laughs> just so you can differentiate too. Because I mean, if you have that left, the left one curves right. If you go up, is where you would start to getting the the potassium feldspars. Right, so the, the CA is going to be on its own on the right, and then the, yep. the NA is going to be over on the left, and then you have, I think, albite, oligoclase, is that how you say yep. it? And then andesine, labradorite, then the bentonite, and then anorthite. Yeah, which anorthite, fun fact, that's mainly like anorthosite is a rock mainly formed of almost all anorthite, which is the extreme calcium end member of the plagioclase solid solution series. On the alkali feldspar, isn't that what the moon's made of? Anorthoclase? No. Anorthocyte, a lot of that, like like the ridges and stuff, are made of anorth- anorthocyte, mainly made of, yeah. Like anorthoclase, said, uh, and then it has basalts, right? It does have a lot of basalts, yes. We're going to get back to extra, we're just not Earth, other, we're going to get to other <laughs> planets too. We're, I know yeah. we're, we've been talking, okay, let's let's move this along. <laughs> okay, so, uh, yeah. yeah, I think like they're going to be like, what the f- F is going on like okay. no 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 yeah no. like so like bottom with, line like yeah, bottom line with the the solid solution stuff you can have a mixture that's what it is that's all it is yeah a mixture of in the sense of plagioclase it's a feldspar but it it has a cation that can have a certain percentage of sodium all the way up to calcium and so you have different minerals that they've classified as different intervals yeah, so it's, labradorite the pretty one that it's really like flashes blue iridescent uh, everyone loves that you can buy that for an uh, an insane price that's ridiculous unless you go mine it yourself like myself um, <laughs> it's about 50 50 that i don't i don't know we'll, we'll leave that there but solid solution is literally hey like we have a crystal structure but these two elements whatever they are will have different percentages throughout and that's that actually affects how the mineral looks Yes. in color and reflecting light. Which is fantastic. So when we go to that Bowen's reaction series, then we have the olivines get into the pyroxenes, right? That's when you start introducing like the, the calciums in there, right? The, yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it has, it also has like these, these end members where like diopside, I believe is on the, the left with the calcium, right? Yep. And Hedenberg has a little bit of the... Hedenbergite. Yeah, that one has like the yeah. iron, right? So, but that's that's the algite that has an end member. Oh, here's here's a mineral that you'll like, right? So it's pyroxene is jade. That's a the gem called yeah. pyroxene, famous by like ancient China, right? Like, um, it really like jade is a very interesting mineral because it has a lot of phonies. Yeah, and you'll have like sometimes people will take even serpentine and sell it as jade. So please beware. Uh, these crystal shops, I love that they love minerals. They love geology in their own way. They do not always sell you things that are true. I have actually bought a so-called zircon crystal 
knowing that it was not a zircon crystal, took it home and did my own investigation on it. It is a almondine garnet. So jade is though one of the most common misidentified minerals out there. There's a pyroxene. It'll show cleavage mainly like in a almost 90 degree cleavage plane. Well, hopefully, we haven't even talked about cleavage. I just realized. <laughs> hey, we're still, oh, we're still up on like two. <laughs> oh, no. But like, that, I really want to tell people like, hey, beware the crystal shops on the more obscure stuff because you don't know. Get your geologist friend to go with you. I don't I don't know what to tell and you. And then I don't, and like that. even I think a lot of these, like you would probably need to take a sample of it too and like look at it in different yeah, ways too. So, of course. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you were going to, I would just, yeah, word of caution, like I would only buy from a trusted, uh, well-respected uh, seller, not just some random person be like, hey, you want some uh, Chinese jade? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then it's <Yeah>. just... <laughs> Sure. Uh, yeah. Well, that was that was a segue into pyroxenes because, like as we said earlier, Bowen increases in complexity as you go on, as you crystallize out of the melt. You need more of different things to make a mineral. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's easy at first. Like, oh well, I just need to make all of these. I just yeah. need MGFE two SiO four. Easy. Well, as you go on, you've exhausted a little bit of that. You need something more out of the melt. And as you go up in depth and lower in temperature, you need more oxygen. And that's where we're left at is instead of a tetrahedron, which is marked by the O4 at the end, is an O6. So you need more oxygen to make a pyroxene. So I'm trying to I'm trying to illustrate that Bowens gets more complex as we go on. This guy Bowens, he did his thing and realized, oh, like this is a time clock and a temperature clock of when things crystallize out. Pyroxenes are more complex than what the olivine series are. Yeah, and. I'm sure you, we could spend a whole episode on pyroxenes. Oh no, no, yeah. no! I'm just saying we could like, like, just like that doesn't. It, it, uh, there's a lot that goes into. Then you have like the clinopyroxenes, but I feel like that's just getting a little bit can, too over. Anyway, yeah, can I? Oh yeah, can I like admit something to everybody? Um, pyroxenes are kind of my. Uh, how do you say this? Like my antihero. Like I, I love them, but I don't quite understand them. It's... I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to get there. So they're they're quite complex. You you see them in thin sections and they're pretty easy. Yeah. But in hand sample, oh. uh, they're it's really hard. Like I I have a really beautiful sphalerite sample and it has really elongated cubic sphalerite crystals. And I looked at the rest of the rock and I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> it's a pyroxenite. But I couldn't tell what was going on because of how well the iron and calcium paired with the weathering. So it's these these minerals are like almost play tricks on you at times. They do because the pyroxenes going down uh, look kind of similar to amphiboles, if you will. They do. Which is they're the, very similar. Which is the, <laughs> so yeah, we're getting down this Bowen's reaction series to the amphiboles now. And uh, so like the one of the I guess the crystal shapes for that is uh, they use it a lot for like flame retardant stuff, amphiboles. Like that's what they would use it for, for the, uh, uh, what do they call it? Uh, that stuff, the, the mesothelioma. What is it? The okay, You've got to do like a clap thing because I didn't know this. The thing. what? You got to cue some like cheer or something. Cause I, I did not know this. I'm, I'm, 
what the amph- the amphiboles how well the, the, the yeah where it's fibrous so what is it what's the stuff that, that it was in, oh, the, in the walls asbestos oh, you're thinking of asbestos yeah no so, but yeah like but that's where yeah. i mean a lot of that comes from the the horn blend i want to say horn blend yeah and then um oh gosh see well less tonight or is it uh i have a bunch actually at my desk which i have not been to since march 2020 for uh-huh. whoever is listening to this due to covid yeah um uh, Oh my gosh, I can't remember the name of it. Um, wave light. I'm so sorry. Wave light is the correct term. Uh, wave light is a is a amphibole, but it crystallizes in a habit, not a structure. We should note that that is a different thing. A habit is how it actually just looks to our eyes. Yeah, so that's, that's where you get like the, the the pyramids or the right. Like yeah, you would say pyramid, or like in this case, like it has a very fibrous. Yes. Uh, look, and so, so I have a bunch of wave light at my desk, and that is a an amphibole. I was told by management that I had to put this in a uh, mason jar because of its asbestos quality. So it's an asbestos mineral. If you actually breathe this in, it would probably screw you over. I'm not gonna lie. So I I apologize to my work friends before now. Uh, but yeah, I had to, I had to house this thing in an environment they would not get out. And yeah, asbestos minerals are a real deal thing. I know we've maybe hinted on medical geology before, but we'll have, uh, maybe you have an exposed outcrop of a fiber sample, something like that. Maybe in Arizona, I'm just thinking like of what mapping I've done and the wind will blow this stuff in to nearby cities. And so you don't only have asbestos problems by your building and what you can, decomposition exists there but you also have windblown asbestos problems and that's due to these amphibole minerals naturally occurring no one did this it's literally just the way the world it works yeah that's uh yeah it's it's crazy so i I, oh man okay so did, did you know where the war so like okay so the one of the common ones in the in the pyrox are not in the amphiboles uh is called hornblende and a fun fact about hornblende it comes from the german mining term that uh comes from horn and blinden which is to blind or to dazzle is it really yeah so it, it so I know last week when you were talking with Dale about the the oompa oompa. Oh yeah. yeah so like yeah. here's a German word that uh, it means uh, to blind, mm-hmm. and it, and it it's going to reference the the glassy luster that some of it has. But we'll oh, see. Yeah. But we'll see that uh, also uh, jade can form from amphiboles too, which is crazy. But yeah. the, you start getting these crazy. But we start seeing the introduction of like aluminums too here, right? So like we have Aluminum sodiums so important. Yeah. and calcium. So then now we're getting into like these crazy chemical formulas. So just I'll just read it out for just uh, yeah, the, the, so that <laughs> it says the chemical composition is NaCa2 parentheses MgFeAl5. So it could be either one of those or a combination, right? Then ALSI8, O22, OH2. So it's that a... That sounds like a clay mineral to me. Yeah, but that's... Biotype, maybe, uh, mica. Yeah, no, but that's amphibole. That says general... Is it really? The of general 22? chemical... Yeah, so the FEMG and AL ion substitute for... Well, that's, Im- that's really important to note then because the jump between pyroxene and amphibole. So we, we noticed a jump in oxygen content from olivine to pyroxene, right? Yeah. Look at the jump between pyroxene and amphibole. 
we're like we're really in the crustal range at that point. Yeah, a lot more oxygen is prevalent. So that's where and and water is a major key in that. And I know you Uh, wanted to touch on that when it comes to Mars rocks, right? Yeah. So amphiboles, and then also like right below that, the phyllosilicates, which are more of the clays, right? Yeah, usually house some water, and so what we've noticed, and uh, there's a, obviously a lot of talk and many novels. Uh, I'm reading Red Rising series right now; it's really impressive. But about the, the habitation of Mars and and what it what it could look like. Mars has had water on it. We've known that for quite a while. But one of the reasons we know that is the mineral hematite. Hematite is two o three. No, Fe three o four. Right. No, but it also exists really solidly with other clay minerals, and it's because of the oxidation state. And the hematite signifies that we've had water there, that there's an atmospheric reaction. And so you have a lot of these clays. Water plays a huge deal in mineral making. Amphibole, you usually have a hydroxide atom attached to the end of the chemical formula. And that is going to exist with also the phyllosilicates like biotite is a mica. Uh, You'll see that with muscovite. If you're ever in Colorado and you're hiking around, you see this beautiful silvery mineral. I'm sorry, you've maybe not seen silver, but you've seen really beautiful biotite. Is probably part of a, a cyanitic granite is what you're looking at. Yeah. So it's, yeah, like water really influences magnets. It not only influences what minerals puff out, but it, it completely influences what rocks will come from this mm-hmm. because it affects the cooling rate. So as you like, if you have a temperature or if you have a magnet that does not use water, it'll, it'll crystallize at a certain cooling rate. But if you have a magma that crystallizes that influence of water for instance like a, a subduction zone right so like where you have your andesitic magmas yeah you may yeah. see some different you you'll see different stuff because the water is going to drive that temperature gradient yeah. in a direction so in, it, oh so no so it, you can <laughs> no no well, i was just saying like with the water when you when you introduce introduce all of that it lowers the melting temperature of the water so you can think of like a, a way to think about like how at subduction zones it's it, you can get melts that uh that 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 happen at, at those where you typically wouldn't is you can think of when why they put uh salt and sand on the bridges after it ices or before it ices because it's actually reducing that melting temperature of that ice so you can go ahead. I was just Perfect. just to honestly. You things. know what? When I write my papers now, like for when we publish, I'm just gonna have you. Go <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna make, make the make dummy sense, please for people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no, like you nailed it, man. That's correct. And as we go through Bowen, I, I do want to note that I, I know we said things get more complex, but I'll I'll kind of talk on this, and you guys can look it up. I can't draw things on here. Paint like we said at the top, yeah, like so all of the tetrahedron. Uh, please look that up so you know where we start with. Yeah, but then after that, you have an. Ex- expanded one below that to where we're looking at an isolated and, and then it expands and you form all these all being crystals. But after that, you form a single chain. So you have these tetrahedrons that are chained together long ways. That's your pyroxene. Yeah. Double chain. You're looking at these, I guess the amphiboles is next, right? Yeah. So you have these double chains that almost look like these, these forgive me, I can't think of anything better than a Jewish star. Yeah, no, uh, and then they... That's and really then, what it looked like, yeah. Yeah, kind of. 
yeah, yeah but they so, make these circles or are those the endosilicate right in the like water hit in those chains and is what it continues this it's not just that's the difference between that and a pyroxene is water is introduced to change the chemical structure after that you come to the sheet silicate sheet silicates usually get down to like the biotites and stuff like yeah, that. So that that's where you get uh, into your micas right and then you can you exactly can, and then it, that comes into like the cleavage too and they're really identifiable when it comes to those those sheet silicates is because you usually have the that plant. mineral yeah so you have like that plane of weakness between those sheets so that's why when you think of uh, when we see micas you can actually you can i mean in essence you could on the atomic level like get a a a sheet of mica or biotite a lipidolite definitely you know chloride like you could almost on the atomic level like you'd have like this sheet of atoms and lift it up you yeah. have that that plane of weakness in between because the bond is less strong on that sheet Plane. Yes, that's so that's that's very important to note that we've talked about bonds very little early on. But you have like your metallic bonds, your covalent bonds, ionic bonds, whatever. But in this, in the biotite mica plane, which is the sheet minerals, and there's a reason they're called sheets. Along that like book page sheet plane, as you if you can visualize a book, it is that bond is very weak yes. along the the plane that the page would rest on. And that is where you would have these separations. I, I do have a few mineral specimens where I can literally flip through the muscovite. <laughs> yeah, I do that too. I have this big one that's like the size of like my head. Where I already... Yeah, and, and it's amazing. It's amazing that it can just crystallize so soft, so, so perfectly. Yeah. Uh, Did you know like, that... We as humans are so flawed. Minerals are not flawed. Like they're just they're not like that. But did you know it, that they used to use mica as early windows in? Uh, wow, in I did not know that. So yeah, I so knew like, they used to glitter, but I didn't know that. Wow. No, so the, yeah, sure, so they, like, they would they would used to use it like if they found you know I guess wherever they're formed. Uh, I I usually just see them in granite. Like I've I think in a few places like on more pegmatite veins where I get these bigger. Uh, micas but never to you know large amounts that i see like some of these qualities but also i've never really found a a cabinet quality mineral either <laughs> i'm not looking in the right place no yeah i have like uh maybe a 30 centimeter specimen of, of muscovite on some uh, uh I, I i think it's a pegmatite is really what i'm looking at but yeah yeah so it's, it's all pretty cool. And then, so there's, but again, so like they're, it's all part of the mica family, right? So you have lipidolite, chlorite, which is a good index mineral for uh, like early on in your metamorphism, start getting yep. right out of the, uh, I guess when it starts going from slate to phyllite, you start getting the, the waviness and then you'll start getting these uh, chlorite minerals and then it's green. So it starts off as, you know, it breaks down yep. like the aluminums, but so the feldspars, they break down and they, uh, they'll cause like your, they'll create your clay Plays. minerals. Yep. And we have a lot of that in North Texas. Yeah. So we, we definitely have our like elite and kaolinite. Uh, <laughs> that one's a fun one. Kaolinite's <laughs> fun. So you can just like, so like uh, the good, like the, you'll know it's clays because it, it, it's very, uh, it absorbs that water, right? So you can stick kaolinite well, on your tongue and it's like, and it's just hanging. Yeah, out. definitely that. One of the more telling and something I, I deal with a lot at uh, work is montmorillonite. Montmorillonite oh, um, is, an alteration of more of volcanic glass. 
Okay. Which we have a lot of. I, I, I know it seems odd. We're in North Texas, but we have spreading areas from a lot of our stuff is early Cretaceous, right? Early to late Cretaceous here in, in uh, North Texas. And that's and due to continu- the... Well, you, you have a lot going on there too, right? So you have like uh, right before that, right? Didn't you have like the, the Washita like belt like kind of collide there? So, yeah. And then you had the that's- Western Interior Seaway, but you had all of that stuff coming from uh, Oklahoma You have down. a lot of the tectonics happening. Yeah. Like what you're speaking of is all a tectonic. That's why you have those... That's why Oak, Southern Oklahoma, as Texans, kind of hard to say this, but Southern Oklahoma is beautiful. It really is. It is. It is amazing. Like, I, I don't know why more of us don't go there. It is a beautiful place. Because it's yeah, Oklahoma? Uh, folded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. Uh, we're proud. But the the folded early, like, orderithy, orderithy. How do you say that word? Order. Uh-huh. Help me out. Orderithian? 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 Yes, thank you. <laughs> I can't say, I, I've never been able to say that word. There's some of those minerals earlier today. I'm like, I don't know what you're saying, but I, I know what you're talking <laughs> <Okay>. about. <laughs> I'm glad you know the geologic science scale. Though. At least I, you can say it. Yeah. I can't. But but there's a lot of those rocks, and they're folded. They're, they're beautiful anticline, syncline. You can, see, you can see an throughout. awesome anticline on your way up through 35. 35 has an amazing anticline, and then you go into a syncline. Beautiful. You have to go, if nothing else, just go drive it and go back home. But please, if you you have more time, uh, stop off at Turner Falls. You can see some of the uh, tufa, the big So speaking like minerals, right? So that's like a travertine, isn't it? That's growing up. Yeah, calcite. So fun fact, mineral. I'm guessing most of your students live here. We have a lot of limestone. Lots of limestone. Mainly calcium carbonate. You have some dirty limestone, which I like to call it. Marl? Uh, but it has some... Cl- uh, no, because marl, like, I, I'm going to step on a soapbox here. Marl <laughs> Dude, that's a point is of really on. Yeah, marl pisses me off. <laughs> I'm just going to say that right now. Marl is a word that I feel like people are like, I don't really know what to call this thing. Hold on, so- hold on. Stories by Brian. <laughs> Respect, Brian. I hope you're listening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Excellent. No, Marl is, I feel like people are probably going to hate me. I hope none of my USAF, uh, U.S. Army Corps of Engineers people are listening right now, but Marl pisses me the fuck off. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it is a stupid term. It does not signify anything about the strength, resistance, chemical makeup of the rock. If you do go to the carbonate classification of sedimentary rocks, it could mean something. But what most people use marl for is incorrect. So I think it's ridiculous. I just um, like to say it's a shaley. I, limestone. I know and I know what you were going for. I'm not calling this out on you as my co host. I love you. You're awesome. <laughs> no, I'm just um, I'm just alternate alternate <laughs> points of view. Sure. Is it a shaley um, mud or I mean like a shaley limestone or is it a, a limey so shale? So marl would exist within a solid solution series, if I will. You have complete carbonate grain, CO3, yep. right? Versus siliciclastic, which would have like your more like mud stuff, clays and silt and whatever would left over from the river that dumped it out there. 
Yeah. Really, like, where did we start with this? Because I got really drilled on Marl. Oh, no, no. Like, I didn't mean to, uh, I didn't mean to throw you off the Like, so we, we should, I'm going to write that down. We're going to, so when we have a, when we have a uh, Jason on, he likes to talk about it. He's like, oh, it's a Marl. Oh, God. That's going to be a fun Maybe it's because he smokes Marlboros. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he smokes. <laughs> I don't know. Like, okay, what, okay. Were, what were we where talking about? Where were we about, we're talking about We're talking about limestones. What we have, calcite, a lot of here in North Texas. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it so was from the... most of our rocks have calcite in it. Yes. Whether it's like you're sitting up an Allen on the Austin Chalk. Yeah, mostly calcite because a bunch of little organisms died deep sea and you're looking at what they made their shell out of. And that happened to be calcium carbonate, which is the mineral calcite. In Dallas, you also have that. Fort Worth, you have that. It's limestone, calcium carbonate mainly made of that you have a bunch of clay stuff that could infiltrate but really for the most part you 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 have that mineral that's organized in a certain way though calcite is a hexagonal yet trigonal mineral so you have six sides to the minerals but trigonal will shift that ever so that the elongated portion will be a little longer in that one I guess I, I have to say this, the Z direction. I don't know how to explain that to our listeners. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's yeah, the different third dimension, right? right? Yeah. So, X, Y, Z. Um, and, and, and honestly, I, I apologize. Please look, look this up on your own. Uh, I'm not going to spend too much time on it. But that that's calcite. It allows for an elongated direction, which makes it rhombic. If you bust calc, if you have a really solid calcite specimen, really clear beautiful not cubic slightly slanted over not to be confused with gypsum but it'll break in little rhombic pieces no yeah so it's you you smash it and then it it breaks in tiny little pieces yeah so if you think of just like your regular uh well it's it's not in the because there's different planes that it's going to break on but it i I know what you're trying to say so like when you said earlier with isometric with the cubic right so uh if it if it has cleavage and it breaks uh, it's going to break, like you can think of a, uh, a Rubik's Cube, how those faces will turn in three directions. So you have like the X plane, the Y plane, and the Z plane. It's it's awesome how these minerals break, especially when they have like the three directions. And then even when you talk about fluorite, so that has four planes of cleavage. It, it breaks in the, the one, two, three, four in like the pyramid shape, which is really cool. But calcite, you'll know it's calcite. Because I know you were talking about earlier, you were like, hey, how... And it's, if you didn't know between uh, quartz and calcite, right? But the the, the calcite, uh, quartz, the calcite. Yeah, exactly. No, I know you said that earlier, uh, but how would you tell? Uh, just you know, if you're not familiar with it, like, but calcite will break. It doesn't matter where you hit it. And then I just what I what I tell my students is just like you don't have to worry. It just if it's it's either going to break at ninety degrees or not at ninety degrees. <laughs> It's basically what it is, right? It's, it's not. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's a very yes. I, I agree. Because when I'm you're a, dealing with like, well, even calcite won't break at that. What calcite will? Not at ninety. No, it's not at ninety. It's like that one twenty, isn't it? One twenty-four. Oh, that's what you're saying. Yeah. So, so I mean, it, it's, it breaks it's, at ninety degrees. It's either going to break yeah. it like so, such as galena, which is your lead sulfide, right? So it, that that has right, three cubic. planes. It's cubic. Uh, that's what we would call the cleavage plane. I mean, like it's cubic, so it breaks in at ninety degrees. Or if it's uh, the rhombic, right? So then it's going to break like not at 90 degrees. So it's going to be more of like a parallelogram 
if you will. Yep, exactly. So, but I think it's fascinating. So, like you were talking about the the like the Austin chalk, right? So that that's made up of coccolithophores. Yeah. What a word, right? Yeah, coccolithophores. <laughs> so those are those those algaes, right? Are they they're protists? So we're talking deep sea, like off the continental shelf, I believe. Yeah, you see them continental slope. This may be you may see them see some of it on the continental shelf. You definitely would see it out on the path that on the abyssal plain, which you know it's really odd is we don't see too much of that in North Texas. You know, but it was a uh, shallow sea, right? Plain. Yeah, it was, it was pretty shallow. We we don't see like the super deep thing, like you'll see the really black shales in other parts of the country. Yeah. It, that's usually in big, like uh what was it, Doctor Holbrook uh would say like abyssal thistle. Yeah. And that was a very key thing of very deep water, like darkness. Yeah, that's Do not it, go. But so you then, will die. <laughs> but that has like so the the blackness in the shell, right? So that that's probably the the anoxic conditions, right, that cause it to completely. Yep. So it's the it doesn't oxidize. But the the coccolithophores too, they're they're so tiny. Like you have to look at the they're not like normal. They're you can see them under scanning electron microscopes, right? That's how like small these things are. Yeah, very so, small. So you got to think how much in a short amount of time. That that had to, so if you think of like the cliffs of Dover, like how massively tall those are, right? So like a hundred perfect analogy over hundred, there, yeah. Hundreds of feet tall, like so. I you know I I, I find it's amazing. They're they they can be as small as two micrometers to two microns. Yeah, and so you're you're looking at a seafloor that has evolved over the years, right? Like we've we've seen a rise and fall. Is exactly what that means. Mm-hmm. You've seen like what we talked about last time. Plate tectonics have an active feature there. It's not a one-trick pony. It's a, a many ideal, many theory idea of what's going on on the Earth, and that's where we're left at is the thing. And, and really, what blows my mind beyond what's going on geologically is what's going on biologically. These marine inhabitants that we we happen to coincide with, the snails, the ammonites, right? Different mollusks. Mollusks are key into our understanding of carbonate seawaters yeah and and that is how they make their structure my god i just forgot what is the sequence look what is the brilliant ammonite equation that is made up is the fibonacci oh the fibonacci sequence like yeah one one yeah and and that is illustrated throughout throughout ammonites which are basically nautiloids of ancient time the difference is, is obviously, and we can definitely touch upon this later in a paleontology episode, but the evolution of a mollusk species. Oh, yeah. And, and then sub-species. you can see, it, like, especially how you can see, like, the, the suture on the, the ammonites, how it's gone over time. Exactly. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, well, what's amazing to me is a, an organism can take what the composition chemically of, of seawater make a, a test, which is equivalent to a shell. Yeah, so that's, so you can think of the test is whenever the organism dies, right? And that's its leftover skeleton part? Perfect, yeah. yes. Okay. So it can take that, take that calcium carbonate usually in the seawater shell and create this ornate construction of what they they live in. And that, and that, that deals heavily in mineralogy. Oh, yeah. So like it's, it's kind of like the opposite. I mean, it's the same thing, same concept as like what's happening in the, the magma chambers, right? So you have the carbonate ion and then you have the calcium ion, right? So it's then they, they take out some calcium 
And then they're going to be like, oh, okay, nutrients, I'm going to take some carbonate and I'm going to take some more calcium and carbonate. And then they, they arrange it in such a way that it, it builds out and it's, it's right. And how geometric it is. I think my next tattoo that I get, uh, I want to get another sleeve on my other arm, but I want it to be like the geometric shapes that, that all of these protists and early, oh, you know, like, yeah, dude, yeah. That or and then like I will get like, jerked on for you, with the James very yeah. small. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, no, like, you're still right. These these organisms, they're alive. Yeah, and they're like somehow in tune to what like water chemistry is, and maybe they're not. Maybe they're not actually in tune, but there's something there that exists that allows them to pull CaCO3 out and say, "Hey, I'm going to build you a shell, and it's going to exhibit this." certain pattern that is not uh, by chance so like we've talked about before bowen's reaction series will exhibit a certain crystal structure as it goes down a cooling line well as these minerals will crystallize along a test it continue that but it's also due to bio trepidation right so you'll have like this coil sequence okay that coil sequence is honestly enigma that is i feel like i i wish we could redirect all focus to this Fibonacci <laughs> sequence because it is it, it is it is mind-blowing like i'll say i am a man of faith but i look at this stuff yeah and i'm there's something probably even bigger than i've been taught from like sunday school <laughs> let's put it that way okay because there's something more going on it is so orchestral you cannot duplicate this if you tried yeah maybe i'll be the point of contention but you know it's a lot of it's just just random happenstance it's just it it just happens well it looks like that to us yeah right it looks like that to the human perspective but it's not because it makes sense on temperature cooling no, yeah. So I feel like that's a fascinating uh, topic. We need. We should probably go in a in another episode. But how these they'll build their shell. Like when you're saying they they they're they're how they build their shells outwards. Like the way that whether it curves to the left, you know, they build it out to the left or they build it out to the right can show us uh, paleo indicators of what the environment was. Right. So was the oh, oceans completely? Was it and cold? Paleomagnetism. Yeah. Was it cold? Was it hot? Right. So the, they'll well, that's build how we we were taught. Right. Like if they build to the left, like it was certain climate build to the right yeah so, and some of these species yeah absolutely we're silica based or yeah is that what they were like the sugar yeah shell? but like i think the radiolarians they build their but like another interesting they they build their shell or their they they build their tests out with the with silica or the with the what they yeah, call so sio2 yep so and that's where we get like it's uh very beautiful that's where we get Nathan. what chert from it's like that silicious yeah. news. It's from well, the diatoms um, and uh, so that's, that's where we get this term raw shirt from, right? So here in Texas, you'll see the hill country, Edwards Formation, and some of the sub subsequent ones. I did a big study on uh, late Holocene, maybe Pleistocene deposits in the uh, Canyon Lake Gorge, and then on down to New Braunfels study. And so I saw a lot of chert happening. These were chert rounded nodules in the late Holocene, possibly Pleistocene stuff. So I started thinking about that. And I was like, okay, well, rounded stuff, that means it's been tumbled over time. It's 
probably a lot older than this. What I noticed was even in the Edwards formation and like formations like Caner formations of early Cretaceous, mid-Cretaceous, they had a lot of diatoms. Diatomaceous earth is something you may buy at the store, you may order as silica-based, silica dioxide-based, mainly quartz, but it's arranged in a way that these organisms could live. And that's the key. We have all these deposits here in central Texas, and it's because we had a lot of life going on. We had a, we had the Western Interior Seaway, damn it. We, we were a big deal. That's when, that's, that's, that's when I say the Cretaceous was such a sexy time, with that Western Interior sexy. Seaway. You know, we, we are uh, privileged as far as fossil hunters go. So, uh, is, but is, so is this how you, like, justify not seeing any kind of, like, hard rocks? You're just like, well, damn it. Well, I'm going to make the best of it. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the day. I'll say this now. I don't know why. I fully expect the day that I see, like, this dike of, like, uh, I see some dolomite. And all of a sudden, I'm seeing some biotite. And I see some biogeoclase. I'm like, what the hell is this going on? I, I want to see it. I want to see it, but I have no evidence of this radical coal intrusion. It's mainly Austin and South. You guys got it, but so that's 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 that's, that's funny that you mentioned dolomite, right? So talking about limestone, but I, oh, let's let's hold off oh, on that. Polymorph. No, 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 no. Let's hold off on that because we're because because <laughs> these are these are rocks, right? No, dolomite. Well, dolomite's a mineral and a rock. Yeah, no. So like dolomite, right? Is is uh. It's it it, just, it it has the magnesium in it, and there and that's still under a point of oh, uh, that's so important. Like so, there yeah. they, it's like so where they have that magnesium in that calcium carbonate. So okay, think of you and I. So you're uh you're magnesium, right? Yeah. Hey, I'm magnesium. You're a hefty motherfucker. Am I allowed to say that, seriously? I don't know. We've been saying it from the get go. So yeah. <laughs> okay, you're a hefty motherfucker. Yeah. And I'm calcium. Hey, so calcium. I'm calcite. You're you're dolomite. Um, whatever. We're gonna hide that name for a minute. Okay. We're gonna shake this up, right? Yeah. So something came through, excited us. We're excited. We're so excited. We're talking and, about minerals. Mm. Uh, yes. And when I mean something, I mean like maybe a magma chamber, volcano. Who knows? Two hundred to a maybe like a thousand miles away. Who cares? Sites up. And all of a sudden we start thinking about our arrangement. Well, as calcium, I'm probably going to crystallize at the end of things. Magnesium is going to crystallize really soon. So if I got all my friends and me got liquidized yeah. in a sense, or partially, partially, which is the major key term, liquidized, I'm going to arrange myself immediately because I want to hang out with my old friends. And that is what happens with dolomite. You have an intrusion or you get buried so deep that I'm heated enough where magnesium can enter and infiltrate the structure that calcium normally has and be like, dude, get out of here. Go up, <laughs> go up 20 meters, 100 meters. I don't care. Yeah. And it'll push it up because it says, hey, I can't go there, but you can. And it'll, it'll organize in a way with a carbon atom. CO, carbonate, oxygen, O3. O3 is the oxygen equivalent there. So that's where you get dolomite. Dolomite is calcite. Yeah, with some, but it, it's, it has some magnesium in it. It's magnesium-based. So it's a carbonate atom, and you'll see that in what mainly is older deposits. 
So as Fort Worth, we mainly have calcite-based limestones. That is the normal. As you go out west to uh, maybe Pennsylvanian, Mississippian, even Permian rocks, you're going to have some more dolomite-based limestones, and definitely under Central Texas. It's something that um, you'll notice, like like what we talked about before, magnesium it tends to crystallize really soon. Yeah, and the bones want to. Series. Yeah. So why would it not want to do that earlier on in the carbonate series if it was in at least introduced to depths of higher temperatures? That's something we will probably talk about on a later episode of Petrology, which yes. deals with mineral metamorphic petrology. But key, key feature there, James and I, I, I feel like specialize in igneous petrology, but we will talk about carbonate petrology. And what's cool about uh, the mag, like, so if, if you know with the calcite, right? So if you were to put high, just any kind of dilute acid. So, right. So that's also why we see this, these, we're getting more into, into rocks. And, but anyway, so like, so you have the, these karstic formations forming from the, the little fractures because the, you have the carbon dioxide that's up in the, in the atmosphere and carbon dioxide is uh, soluble in water, so you, it creates this carbonic acid. And then this carbonic yep. acid, it will flow through this limestone that reacts with any kind of weak acid. So what we test, how we test, and we'll talk about karst in a later episode and all of that fun stuff and the buffering solutions and all of that. But so how we'll know that it's uh, a lot of times that uh, geologists will take out in the field with us is uh, hydrochloric acid. So then what we'll do is that we'll just drop a little bit of that hydrochloric acid on a limestone because we know limestone is made up of primarily calcium carbonate, which is uh, your calcite. And that effervesces uh, with with your with your acids. But dolomite, on the other hand, it 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 won't. So it's kind of like one of those. What am I looking at? If you if you're not aware of it. So it's always important to keep it. So being in the field, it is something that will effervesce, effervesce being bubble up. So if you, you see, like, uh, recently I was down in uh, the uh, Guadalupe Canyon near Canyon Lake. So, yes, I have a lot of calcite-based limestone. There's some that are more dolomite-based. I had to really scratch because what I'm looking for in this instance, is uh, okay. Is this uh, part of formation, or is this a recent flood deposit? And so I'll notice um, in the alcove. An alcove is something that is a cave that's not really like a continuous cave through the formation, but it's a cave that's like uh, built into the outcrop, I guess, due to chemical weathering. I don't and know geology. So yeah, yeah. So I, I, it's like geomorphology kind of stuff that I had to learn. Like I'll be honest, um, I'm traditionally I'm a hard rock geologist, and my job is soft rock geologist. So, yay, Brian, go <laughs> do your thing. <laughs> no, uh, but what I learned though was. Uh, I'm like, okay, well, like this formation is not very um, inducive to uh, hydrochloric acid. When I like really get down to it, 
I scrub off everything and I like create a little uh, ridge within the mineral prevalent. So if I see a, a really uh, decent mineral prevalization and I scratch it and I pour the hydrochloric acid tentatively on it, you do not want to use too much. Otherwise, you're saturating your experiment. It all goes back to uh, what Dale talked to in the last episode. You have to have a hypothesis, right? Like mm-hmm. my hypothesis going into this field experiment, you you don't just go out like, oh, you know, I got to find like some dull mine. I got to find like whether this is carbon. No, my null hypothesis is: Do I have a reaction? My null hypothesis is false because I have a reaction to hydrochloric acid. Yes. Okay, cool. So my hypothesis one is, do I have an immediate reaction to hydrochloric acid? No. So I performed to hypothesis two. Hypothesis two is, I have looked at reaction to hydrochloric acid. I have looked at the trigonometry of the crystal phase. Okay, well, I've looked at that. It looks a lot like calcite. I, I, I don't know what to go from there. Okay, that's basically all I can do. High, H3, sorry, not high 3 H3, <laughs> is do I have magnesium present? And the reason I'm asking that is, do I have dolomite? present has this been buried enough long enough to produce dolomite dolomite is the equivalent of limestone calcite to limestone dolomite i know that sounded really redundant boom unfortunately geologists have equated the two of a mineral and a rock Dolomite is MgCaCO3 or Mg3CoCO3. Is that correct? I think you're right. Okay, so it's substituting magnesium for calcium in a diagenetic situation, in which means I've been buried. I am allowed to have magnesium come up to this step, but I'm not normally allowed. To have it come up to a depth of uh, where you normally have calcium. This is probably a little above intro, but yeah, you need to know those those gradients. Uh, they they definitely do exist, and they will exist in your professional life. Uh, where are you seeing dolomite? I'll tell you right now, Fort Worth area. No dolomite. No, I wouldn't imagine Dallas so. area. No, you're in the basin. Uh, you're 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 in the forest basin, Barnett Shale. Uh, most people, with you're dealing oil and gas, you're not going to go down much deeper than that. Uh, Dallas, you're probably looking at uh, geotechnical stuff, and you're wanting to fight gypsum more than you would dolomite. So we'll get on that in another episode, maybe. Yeah, no, it's it's really cool. I mean, like, uh, so 
Yeah, so uh, what was I going to do? What was I going to say? Yeah, so like... Uh, I don't know. Please redirect me because I feel like <laughs> I've gone way <laughs> No, okay so, okay, so how we'll bring it is... So one of the questions I got from my students was uh, um, how geodes are formed and I guess like how, oh, the different, yeah. and how the different colors get there, right? So um, what I was going to say was like how you said the 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 magnesium you know where you said it's it's where it's pushed down in the calcite and then the magnesium will come in and replace it well i know with amethyst that's kind of uh so amethyst so when we talk about mineral amethyst is an iron driven thing yeah so when we think of the the minerals right so like a lot of these things have the same name uh, or different names amethyst even though it's stuff. like it's the exactly the same thing. So, right, your amethyst, your citrine, your smoky quartz, your rose quartz, your milky quartz, yeah, your chalcedony, yeah. your chert, your flint, it's all SiO2, right? But what's giving it uh, these different colors are going to be these different impurities in it. And when we talk impurities, about... Impurities, yeah. Yeah, so when we talk about impurities, it's going to be these... Uh, different uh, elements that are going to replace that that silicon in there, right? So when right. when we think of the amethyst, the amethyst, it's the uh, the. So you are you're the one who's familiar with all the the what is it called the irradi- irra- irradiation of so when rocks well, like uh, irradiate so like amethyst, amethyst will have a lot of and and so you think of like oh. Course, you know, quartz is SiO2. That is the mineral, that is the chemical formula for this. That's not all that happens. Um, Let me parallel a little bit to halite. Halite is table salt, it's sodium chloride. Ionic bond. Yeah, that's what you, it's an ionic bond, as you just said. Um, It is literally what you're cooking with. Maybe last night. Um, that that is a mineral. That is what's formed. Like everyone's like, oh, I have Himalayan, I have Himalayan salt. I just want. I wanted to say it like that. I I, I felt like um, there's. I felt like most readers would be like, oh yeah, I've heard that before on infomercial. And so therefore, I wanted to hear it like that. The Himalayan but, salt. But what makes it so pink? So, so uh, it's uranium, right? It's actually potassium. Okay. Uh, the the drives this, and so halite is NaCl. It's an ionic bond, as you said before. It's very loosely bonded, which is why you can dump it in a bunch of water, and hydrogen will do its work, right? Hydrogen is plus one. It wants a minus one, so it will attach to the chloride minus one. And so that's why it can uh, dissolve so well. So that's that we can go chemistry crazy if you want to. Like, so why? I'm not that well equipped. Oh, no, this, no, but, but you, I mean, that's, I mean, basically what you said. It's basically what you said, but like, so the, the, the amazing thing about water is, right? So it, it's that, uh, it's, it's it, it's a polar molecule. So you have the the arrangement of the two hydrogens on the one end of that oxygen, 
right? So the on the oxygen end, it makes it slightly uh, negative, and then on the on the bottom side where you have those two hydrogen, it becomes slightly positive, right? And then the the way that it 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 does its thing is that it it that will uh, attract the the so the the hydrogens will uh, take the chlorine atoms. And that oxygen will take the sodium atoms like that. It's a, it's enough. It's strong enough that ne- that slightly negative and positive <laughs> charge is enough to like rip away the ionic bonds between the NaCl, and that's why. It, and that's how it dissolves in the water. You're so right. Um, that's exactly what happens. Uh, what happens is also like so. So please note all of that. Uh, what also happens is a potassium will uh, excite. So, so say you have a, a more intense temperature gradient at a certain depth. What happens is potassium will tend to move around so much that th- think of your your potassium. You're moving around. You're like. Uh, I just want to fit in. I want to fit in. Potassium is looking. All of a sudden, there seems an empty space that would normally be filled by sodium. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. But there's an invisible thing here that I, I can't quite get across. That's the temperature gradient. As that dies down, potassium tends and pressure increases. It tends to push its way in. And what you have is mineral formation named as KCl. Silvite. Exactly. So silvite is a potassium chloride mineral, very similar to sodium chloride, which we use in our everyday cooking. You can buy it all the time. What you may not know you're doing is buying a lot of silvite. Silvite is a chloride mineral, which is more bitter than the sodium version. But so what they'll also do is more bitter than halite. And they exist together. Most of Himalayan salt, I'm just going to drown the industry right now. Silvite. Silvite. Yeah, no, but that's so like when people that have hypertension, so, and they're asked to reduce their sodium intake in that, in that, definitely take silvite. So, well, I, I say that, but so, um, James, I have a weird question to ask you. Okay. Who is your minor in? Minor? Uh, biology. So I'm, I'm mostly... The same, same. But I mostly focused so, on uh, ecology and uh, plants. Okay. So I mainly specialize uh, in micro and zoology. Okay. If someone focused more on the adaptation of potassium to sodium, I wouldn't... I don't think it would help them much. But I, I think it's the, the sodium chloride, blah, 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 whatever it does is it causes the, the high blood pressure and the way that the... the Definitely high blood pressure. But the KCL doesn't cause that same effect. Well, it at least counteracts a little bit. Yeah. NaCl minus one, right, is halite. Yes, the Na plus Cl minus. So CaCl must be C, C to Cl minus one. Now say blood what? cells still exist. What? I'm so what? <laughs> We're getting way off. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. But no, but like they'll replace because that that uh, I think they have that same 
uh, energy level, right? So it's they're all on that heavy metal side. Well, they do, but they don't have the same. Um, oh my gosh, ionic radius. Yeah, it's going to be bigger for the potassium. Way bigger. Way bigger. But because it's excited more at a higher temp, it'll fit more in immediately. Mm-hmm. Wow. We're so minerals. We thought I, I will just say to the listeners. We thought minerals would be very simple because we are really into that. <laughs> okay. However. <laughs> no. Okay. So, but okay. So then, okay. Yeah. So back to amethyst, right? So oh God. when we think of it, if you just think back to, it's going to contain trace amounts of iron when you think of like, so it's going to have, like when we say trace, it's going to have anywhere from like 10 parts per million to maybe a hundred to 200 parts per million iron. Right. Like you may have a sensor on your home of like per thousand. What scientists do, we go a little beyond, we go parts per million or parts per billion Parts per trillion. Eventually, we go part. Yeah, exactly. So parts per trillion, and, and that depends on what we're looking at. Um, okay, blueberry whiskey sour <laughs> is amazing. I, I I feel like I've I've over the past like hour and a half that we've talked, like I've progressively heard you get like drunker and drunker. <laughs> I, I'm pretty wasted right now. So if anyone has any questions, you know this is like whole dynamic. Spreadsheet is done. Brian is on the rock. <laughs> He's on the rocks. So yeah, uh, yeah. Like, there's got to be like a one mat, one mineral. Let's go, kind of thing. Oh, oh, damn it! Uh, <laughs> uh, this is this this is for me. Oh, I didn't play the right one. <laughs> oh man, I apologize, dude. I I am sorry. Oh no, I've it's been, a- like I've been battling kids. I. This is my tie of Lego. No, I get it. And this is but this is I'm where not we go to... to you guys. That's the thing. Yeah. No. 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 And I it's it's I mean, just talking about it's fun, right? I'm having fun. Exactly. We're having fun. We're all having fun here. But so then I'm just going to end it. I'm gonna not not end the party, but just the the amethyst thing. So where you have this iron will usually sometimes replace where that that silicon atom sits in that crystal lattice, right? The way that it builds up. But then you're going to have this nuclear decay from uh, the the surrounding rock. So that's where we get that that radiation, the irradiation, whatever that word is, right? So it's going to kind of knock this iron out of this, I don't know, out of the lattice a little bit. And then just the way that the light goes through it. And the the frequency that that the iron absorbs gives it that pink color, and that's why you'll sil- you'll see randomly see like in the middle of this clear crystal mineral, you'll in the center of it you start seeing this purple like show up, and that's because over time in the surrounding rocks you're shooting off like the beta emission or whatever it's shooting off the gamma rays. It's kind of knocking these iron atoms down. And then it absorbs that wavelength, and then we know what color is is like it's well, and so forth. But that's where it's getting its well, color from. Yeah, it's not. It's not that you're standing there and you are the one that. Got, no, it's 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 a chemical reaction. Yeah, it's what's left. It's it's not. You are not prone to uh, everything that's gone on. That is completely false. I've been in. I've been in many conversations with Crystal Shop <laughs> around the the. Uh, DSW area, and they're like, oh, yeah, titanium speaking to me at this point. Like, dude, this is not a titanium mineral. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, so so it's very wrong. You cannot, cannot trust these people. We, 
just know your basic what makes your mineral. Yeah. What what is gonna make the most small the smallest form? Don't worry about it being pretty. Who cares? That that has less to do with the story of the rock and what happened here than a really pretty point of that. That pretty point probably the last thing that happened. Yeah. That if I could pass that along to everybody, that that that's what I would. I have some beautiful garnet here, but they are rested on pyroxene and plagioclase. And to me, that means that an intrusion happened high in high aluminum, aluminum silicate that cooled along the edges. And that's why you see something floated. And it was because a lot of the stuff along the edges of the, horn, the uh, garnet are horn blend. And the difference between the horn blend and the pyroxene that's evidence in the real rock is because it's water. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it just tells the story. And then that water like enhances that ion migration to move. It's it's not like when it, because like when I think of like metamorphism, like, right. So you have like the regional, but you can have it in such a way. Like it's just, it's not taken away. You're just like taking bits of a mineral over here and then you're placing it over there and you'll get new minerals that grow such as your garnet. Right. So that's in essence, like how the, the garnet formation and all of that fun stuff. Or am I crazy? No, you're you're right. Like it, it needs the chemical components. You need a like liquid that has everything. Yeah. But a liquid does not like say, hey, like we're just gonna make everything. No, at certain temperatures, things are gonna stop. They're gonna stop existing here where my hand is, and they're gonna drop out. They're gonna bond with those things, and those things are magnesium iron silicon oxygen dude uh blueberry old-fashioned are the bomb yeah okay um dude do you want to just go into that freaking rocks we have been talking for we have we've been talking for like two hours (laughs) are you serious yeah it's we're at hour we haven't even noted any dude we're gonna it just all it means is we're gonna have to do another episode so I'm okay with this. So what we're going to do is that freaking rocks. All right. That freaking rocks. What do you have coming up with your art? Might I say uh, upcoming plans for uh, driving slow motion? So uh, driving slow motion has started the, uh, we have an EP that we're going to release. Woo. And uh, we have, we've already recorded drums. That's a major thing. It, it really uh, is for those people that don't yeah, know. You, you, you act like, oh, well, we recorded drums like fucking all day. <laughs> this guy is going to bang on shit all day. Oh, and the miking is so important, too, to get that, that right it's sound. It's so important because we want a really roomy sound. We want, uh, uh, like, I mean, maybe, maybe uh, most of you have not listened to us, but we're more of a cinematic band. So it, it's, uh, it's not like, Oh, I'm gonna go listen to um, "Help Me, James." I don't listen to modern music. You don't listen. Going to listen to a band that has words and singing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we don't do that. No, they don't. Uh, we 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 don't we don't do that kind of thing. So um, what we do is we take guitars and we flood them with you, so you can't really understand what's going on, and all of a sudden. You're thrown in this other world, and you're like, okay, that one part makes sense. 
and you follow that part. That's your that's your lead player. So you're thrown into this story. You're uh, made to make this uh, this hero, and you're you're left with that person throughout the rest of the album. I'm sorry, he probably sucks. He probably uh, does things you normally wouldn't want him to do, but um, that's what the album is. So yes, this this feature of uh, this freaking rocks is uh, Brian's band driving slow motion is finishing a a release that is kind of outside the normal and is due to um, I apologize to the man to the guys in the band, but. It's walking into a cathedral in London and noticing there are many stories to tell in its architecture. Yeah, I, would... I, I apologize. I have I have three of these uh, old fashions under the belt. So. <laughs> no, no, and more. I I I wish I would have drank more so you could have heard me on the. Why podcast. did you not? I don't know because I I I I I feel like an idiot. Well, no, 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 don't, don't. Next time, next time, I'm. It's cause it's cause I'm upstairs, Brian. And then if I were to leave, like in the middle of it, you would just be like, uh. Angela should bring you drinks. Well, she, she, she was out having girl night because she's been having. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. So like, it's been. We like, should we should pledge to her. Angela is an awesome uh, woman. She was my wife, Lauren. She's asleep with the baby. So. There it is. Boom. <laughs> no, that's, that's I'm trying to place praise the women. And uh, oh no, no. So she's she's been dying to have like girls' night out. So I was like, I'm not gonna, okay. st- I'm not gonna stop you. I had band practice last night. Like I was, man. Well, okay. So, so I just said that we're planning. Uh, Driving slow motion is an instrumental band that I do, and we uh, we have a new release coming out. What about your band? My band. Um. So, uh, we just recorded. I think we're not gonna go so much on the route of EP or LP or any of that. I think we're gonna go more on the route of, uh, just releasing individual songs. But so we've we've had our ups and downs and turnovers of and the facts of like singers and uh, guitar players. So like I feel like every time that we make strides to get somewhere, get where we have this vision of like, oh man, we have like enough to like, you know, we have like 12, 15 songs. Like, yeah. But then you have like band members quit and you have to like start over. So uh, I, at the beginning of this year, well, I guess it wasn't, it was uh, more around, was it uh, March, April, like in May ish. Right. So uh, we had the other guitar go. So we had to, you know, we brought our old keyboard player. He transitioned over to guitar so we have like uh, five, six. I think we're working on our sixth or seventh like, like song, like us as a group together. So we're doing like a, you know, it's a lot of times like getting up to speed and getting. Well, you know, you have to, you know what I'm talking about, where you have to kind of like reshape your focus, uh, where you see yourself as a band because you you get six people together, like each one of y'all are gonna have like your different versions of what you think it should be and where it's going but we finally got something going but we just recorded a song so the the last two episodes uh was like the intro to our song and then the the breakdown of our song but so uh i guess our next stage is to just keep uh i guess 
every so often uh, just go in and record a song. And then uh, uh, as the music industry or the, the getting back out in front of people and playing shows, right? Like we want to start uh, playing uh, shows. So I think that's where we're at as the band. Oh, did you fall asleep? No, I'm here. (laughs) So yeah, so that's what we're at. That was like way more than I'm doing. Oh no, y'all are, dude. So like, yeah, like whenever you, like with your band, man, like how are you, how are you saying is like, it's a, it's a journey. It, it, your songs, like they, I, I love the idea that there were, it's, you know, you have multiple songs, but like the whole, I guess, idea of an album for you guys is it's like continuous. Like it, it doesn't really end and it doesn't really like a new song, like it begins and ends, but you know what I'm saying? It's kind of bleeds over and it's, I, I, I enjoy going to y'all shows cause like, you just like, ah, it does immerse you cause you're just like, well, did I just hear that song? No, this is different. Like this is, you know, and you're telling a joke. It is, it is, uh complicated right no but it's but it's it's good it, it gives you it, it has texture if you will if you know you're right I mean. like it's a different uh crystallization factor yeah yeah i like it so we'll we'll play it we're gonna we're gonna play a show together brian i'm gonna force you yes i'm gonna make must. y'all make y'all make y'all we a little bit heavier than you do guys. it but, i really like that how heavy you are yeah, because it's not too heavy but it's it's heavy enough it's heavy enough. Like I'll, I'll just say this: um, being part of the like DFW scene, people say like there's category names like heaviest band, right? Yeah. And it's a band that's not heavy. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain it. Like uh, maybe Rolling Stones heavy, where you and I may be looking at like a Perfect Circle, Tool, like maybe Guar uh, heavy. Yeah. I don't know. And maybe, maybe I'm being picky. I think of you as the guys that like like Pierce the Veil. Yeah, uh, so I, I mean, the, 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 like that has some like you know what like I can get down like I I don't really care what this is about, but yeah. at least I can a- exist on this heavy note for a moment or a phrase. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what that's what I think of your band as. Uh, I really appreciate the like operatic. Oh yeah, I can't wait. So I think that might be our next one that we do, where she, yeah, because so the the well, I think she's already done in that. Oh oh yeah, no, but I'm talking about like whenever we do our next song that we record. There's a, a like a it, it it reminds me it's like it's it's very like a, a groovy not not groovy but it's like a groove like a like kind of like uh, I don't know like. 80s hair metal kind of like but then she does uh opera like legit opera on top of it and it's sounds awesome it's amazing where do you where do you guys practice that uh we uh in dallas so off like uh 35 it's not too far it's i mean it's but it's a it's a pracky space which is better than a garage Mm -hmm. in the middle of the summer or the winter (laughs) definitely so well then my friend shall we end it here I believe so. All right. Well, everyone, this has been another episode of Geology on the Rocks. Uh, next time, I need more on the rocks. Damn it. I want to be where you're at right I now, I had Ryan. too many. See, I, had I, had, too many. I had way too many at band practice last night. I got, they, I was responsible, and I let someone drive me home. I didn't try I had, like, six drinks on the rocks. So <laughs> I apologize. No, no. Don't ever apologize. That's the name of the, it's the, name of the game. 
geology on the rocks. So until <laughs> next time, we're going to have to uh, talk more minerals. And then, uh, yeah. So until next time, everyone, I appreciate it. And we will see you soon. Let me see if it was good. Oh. <laughs> 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 All right, I'm gonna. I'm pressing. Dude, I, I got. I'm. I'm...